Hi, Whitney. Hey, Megan. <laughs> Happy Tuesday, girl. What's go? What's tea, girl? Good morrow. I'm feeling silly. Can I tell you something? I feel like Please. on this here Tuesday morning, I feel like I'm hungover, slept in a bathtub. Like, I feel <laughs> like absolute trash. And the reality of the situation is I just forgot to take my magnesium last night and, like, get a good night's sleep. But I literally I feel, my meds. I feel hungover and dogged out in the fast lane. That's seasonal depression. It's Welcome. also, oh, my God, dude, it's age. <laughs> like, I have a headache. Oh, girl. Yeah. yeah. The drama We're, of it We've all. been around a minute. This is the second half. Oh, bitch, please. Enough. <laughs> Enough. Anyway. Um, hi. Hi. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Um, today we're going to be talking about the salon life. So, stylists, no matter where you are, tune all the way in. Whitney, are you pumped for this? We got big news. Oh. We got hot tea. We got all the I things. Know. Are you so pumped? Yes. I'm actually really excited about it. Yeah. Cool. All right. Shall we kick it off, girl? Yes, please. Okay. Rip it off like a Band-Aid. Woo! Wait. <laughs> Hey, babes. Thanks for joining Brighter Die Podcast. We are your unapologetically authentic veteran beauty team full of knowledge and hilarious commentary. We're serving up radically honest, practical advice, story support, and community every single week. For our brides, we ride or die. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't dumb. You're about to rip this news off like a Band-Aid, though. I know. <laughs> Do you want to tell the folks... I can tell the folks. Tell yeah. them, girl. This is cool. This is hot <laughs> shit. I'm pumped for No, you. I'm not pregnant again. Oh, my God. <laughs> Please, everybody, kidding. relax. And this is not a tower moment. Also, really important. This is not a tower moment. You just said, I'm making yeah. moves. Tell the people. Go. Tell them. Yes, yes. So most folks know I like to do a little bit of everything. Um, and so I've, this is, I'm coming up on my 17th year in the bridal space, which is amazing. Holy also means shit. I'm old. <laughs> That's so incredible. That no, it's, a, I'm just in, in a later babe. season in my career. Mature, yeah, babe. more mature, mm. wiser in my years. Um, but I also have been behind the chair on and off for 13 years. So uh, most of you know I had a studio here in the Southern Oregon area, and I have decided to step away from it mm. um, and decommit, you know, from that side of my business. So um, although emotional, it was, uh, I think, a really good way for me to kind of grow um, and spend some more time and pour into myself and my family. And then obviously, like, really reassess and realign, like, what my career looks like going forward. So... Oh, my little skull wallpaper. I will miss it. But <laughs> well, um, was that a really interesting experience over the last year? Yeah. I mean, how yeah. do you I mean, obviously, I feel your energy about it being like, because I know where I, I know where I think you'd like to take your career and where things are going. And she said, I can't do that. I can't have this and kind of play yeah. small and and get big and do what I want. So yeah, it was a I've, pretty I've spooky. Had... It's a scary thing to say, especially when people are like, hey, girl, need to get in, blah, blah, blah. It's like really hard mm. to turn down that money when yeah. you're successful at it and you're you, you were able to be a unicorn. Like I said, it's hard. Bridal artists and behind the chair artists are not typically the same human. And no, um, 
you really do have to flex a different side of yourself um, in what we do, which is really more editorial based versus a consultation, hair history. Um, You're a chemist in the salon. Mm -hmm. You really have to make sure that your client understands price point, right? Um, And the cost, which we can get into that later. It's just crazy. So yeah, I had to kind of look at the relationship, relationships I've been building in my community locally, but then also the things that are coming in and opportunities from like out of state, um, you know, and how the heck am I going to travel and do all this amazing stuff that really, I'm really passionate about and also be behind the chair for like 60 plus clients every three months. Like can't do that. Just, it's, it's not possible. I can't do it all guys. Like I just can't do it all. And I think too, like the way that, um, where the studio is and like those girlies are amazing and like where their businesses are growing, it was really nice to be able to kind of pass the baton over. So I think it was a really good way for me to just kind of say, okay, this this served its purpose for this time being, and I loved it, and I'm glad I had my space. But I gotta say, it's gotta say bye bye. Yeah. So I think yeah, that's amazing. It's been good. Well, it's it's a bold move, Cotton, because um, you know the devil you don't know is way scarier than the devil you do know. And um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm just I'm gonna go on tour. I know it. <laughs> well, where are we going? And here's the thing: you can't if if that is what you're gonna do. And to anyone listening who's aspiring to do whatever, like there's no way that I, I think you have to at some point let go to sort of show the universe like, yeah, man, I'm doubling down. Like there is that journey inward of like total surrender into the abyss of like, I'm going to let all this, I'm just letting it go. Everything I'm attached to that's like going to tether me back has got to go. People, places and things got to go. You just, you can't keep it all. No, brave. you can't. And but I, it's brave I because the... let me tell you, people just live in their comfort zone, man. They just, they, they just, they languish in that. Yeah. Well, and I think old ideas too, like that's, that's been a huge, I think, lesson for me is like wh- who we think we're supposed to be or who we are in the moment. Like it doesn't necessarily mean that like you can't have those pieces of you, but like I, I do, I have to kind of like let go of what I thought my life should look like. And if I want these like big, amazing opportunities, right? Like, how am I going to say yes to that? And also do that. There's no way and be a mom and mm-hmm. be, you know, grounded and, and taking care of myself. So, um, and no, this isn't because everybody was snorting bleach. <laughs> Just so everyone knows. Listen, and we're, we have, nobody canceled for us. So that's nice. <laughs> I know that's nice. In fact, I had a lot of people reach out saying they like loved that episode. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, like I, I don't think that being behind the chair is not like, it's very lucrative. I do think there's some problematic stuff that's going on. Like we, we were just talking about this yesterday. Um, the uphill battle for some people who are specializing in color clients who don't want to pay, um, budget versus like what it really costs your overhead. I mean, studio life I think is really freeing. Mm-hmm. And I didn't start out in studio life. Right. I started out at like a JCPenney salon right out of beauty school, getting my bad haircuts out and doing yeah. perms and like, you know, taking the time to build relationships and build a clientele. And what's interesting is going into a studio without a clientele, I felt like a new stylist again. Right. So I really can empathize with anybody who's like hopping fresh out and wants to have it all. Don't hate on, you know, salon, like starting in a salon or as an assistant even, mm-hmm. because there is something kind of to that where there, there is less pressure for folks like starting out. So yeah, it was a, I think a really amazing experience. I learned a lot about myself and business and yeah, it was good. 
That's incredible. I, uh, I want to echo something that you said, because you're like, you know, I'm just like detaching from all the things. I think the thing for the theme for me is, you know, as we because I've always been I'm, if we were trapped in an elevator, which one of us is planning? And anyway, um, <laughs> first of all, I'm a little I offended. I didn't pa- I didn't ask the question. It wasn't me. I'm a little offended. That nobody thinks that I- that's not nobody. <laughs> so I'm like the one 20, that would panic. 20, let me check the poll. Let me see what they said. Hold on, because it's still up. What's I think. funny is you're the planner, but I'm the prepper out of the two of us. <laughs> So. Different different vibe though altogether. Let me see. Where's the poll? Is, okay, twenty seven percent say twenty seven percent say Whitney would be planning to get us out. That's pretty high, but seventy three percent seventy three percent of the listenership said Megan will be getting us out of the elevator. I looked at my I it's looked okay. at the voting. My own mother voted for you <laughs> that you'd be the planner. <laughs> Thanks, Shell Bell. Shelly. <laughs> Girl, Mama Shell, what you doing? Throw me under it's the bus. A, it's like, all good, babe. It's all good. Get you a Megan, everybody. Damn. Get you a Megan, everybody. I, just, I guess I've watched too many horror movies. I'd probably be like, Oh my God, saw he's coming. There's What's a conspiracy about elevators. Anyway, um, <laughs> she's gonna tell me some useless story about some conspiracy theory. Gr- great, the Whitney. Ceiling. Can you tell me the story when we get the fuck out of this elevator? Thanks, girl. Anyway, something that you said. Let me let me circle back. Let me close that ADD Sorry. loop, shall I? No, it's good. Um, as I, I'm sort of on that journey, too, of like, where is the trajectory taking me, right? Like, for the first time in my personal career, I've achieved everything I wanted to. Which is really amazing. So now That's what a, do I do? I'm really still young enough place. to keep doing it. But like, this is yeah. as far as I saw it going, Okay. I didn't see it so going any So it is when further. you're at the peak. It is very, it is very scary. Dude, it's like, so much. It's exciting. Oh, but God, it's so much like, pressure. Oh, God. <laughs> so yeah. my new hotness yeah. is this. To echo your point, oh. um, I want to be connected to everything but attached to nothing. Oh, I like that. I just want the connection, but I don't want attachment, if that makes sense. So it's like, how can I cultivate, yeah. if that is my my value system now, my barometer, where do I go? What do I do? How do I plan for that? You can't really plan for that. You got to, you have to make some strategy, of course, because you can't get from A to B without a strategy, but you have to leave room for magic. So, you know. I love the magic for sure. Yeah. And you got a whole bunch of room now, girl, because you're... <laughs> out of there i know now i'm like okay i got my, my i ordered my juicer i have a little more time on my hands right excellent now. well that's good <laughs> that's excellent we're just trying to clean up all clean up all the guts and all the things right now but yeah well i think because you were in a salon you were in a stu- you're in a suite yourself so you had your own mm-hmm. private space and i yeah, i you got a, a lot of money and a lot of time and sure. your energy into like yeah starting from scratch and um you know, I would say like return on investment is hard, right? When you're first starting out. And so I, I wouldn't say it's okay for everybody to not throw in the towel, but kind of be done after a year. But for me, I try to give things a year to make sure that it is aligning. And if it just doesn't feel like it is, it's okay. Well, it's not a failure, you know. Here's the thing. There's only so much bandwidth that everybody has to go around, right? And when I was apprenticing to get my hair license, my intention wasn't to be a behind the chair stylist. It was... And I've said, I've told the story before. I just wanted to get the license in case I went to work for Wella. If I went to work for a brand, they really prefer that you have a cosmetology license. If you're, you got to walk it like you talk it, you got to know what the fuck you're doing, right? Yes. And I was yeah. willing to put that commitment in to get like an industry job, not necessarily to like be an operator. 
And it was then, and as a makeup artist, I'm doing this. I'm like, okay, like, I don't know where this is going, but like, talk about leave room for magic and not be attached to the outcome. Holy shit. I then (laughs) fell in love with finishing and styling and was like, oh, snap, I could be a double threat if I just double license myself. I love styling hair. I love styling hair. Styling hair sets my soul on fire. Thank you so much. Um, Don't ask me to give you balia. I mean, I can do that, but that's just not my shtick. That does not set my soul on fire. That stresses me out. (laughs) So, um, well, yeah, I will say even as long as I was behind the chair, I would still have such a little panic at the shampoo bowl. Girl. Well, we don't know. We can't guarantee what's going to happen. It's chemistry. There is talk about leave (laughs) room for magic. Girl. When I was getting all the color corrections, I love you gals, but holy smokes, you know, we'd be in salon for seven hours. $1,200 $1,200 later for these girls. And it's it's not because I was overcharging. It's because of the cost of product and hours, you know? So I do think that is an uphill battle stylists are having right now, too. And we, we've kind of seen that trending right now. Was well, I was Gina Bianca. Yeah. I was um, going to ask you. something. What did she post? Tell me. I missed it. She posted something about uh, somebody had stitched. So, I don't know what stitching means. I think you like take some, oh, Jesus a comment that somebody Christ. says. Yeah, you. I can't you, keep up, guys. It's, yeah. So she took a snippet like, of someone. What about the top eight in MySpace? Can we just go back to that? No, I don't know. she took. Well, I'm I'm so glad you brought up the old days because we're going to be bringing up more of the old days, and you're going to not probably love what I have to say. Uh. Anyway, um, per usual. Um, yeah, she just stitched someone's shitty comment about like you know something about like stylists need to stop overcharging mm-hmm. and. She was like, your budget is not my problem. Oh, I sent you that last night. Yes. Yeah. There are several. Those comments were gnarly. Gnarly. Yes. Gnarly. Yeah. It was really, if anybody is interested behind the chair, go, go look at that post. It was, I think crazy, but you know, it is hard because you can't expect everybody to afford a $800 balayage. But again, she mentioned like there's cost cutters, there's super cuts, there's sure. Walmart salon, there's, there's hairstylist for every budget. There's a, there is a, Absolutely. there is an operator for every budget, whether you're getting married, getting yes. color, getting highlights, getting a cut, doesn't matter. You can find somebody in your budget. Yes. But it is important to, to note that like, just like your groceries, I mean, I would go and spend $160 on product for a client, turn around and charge them $500 for seven hours of work. If you do the math, it is, it is, you know, people forget like we don't have health insurance. We don't have 401k. Like these are things that stylists have to pay into and it's all factored within the cost. So, um, I think yeah, the thing that's frustrating really is thing. I get, I hear this a lot. Not I'm, obviously I'm not behind the chair, but I hear it in the wedding space too. It's like, Ooh, I want somebody really good, you know? And it's like, you want somebody with this like killer <laughs> Instagram and you want somebody with like all, like with all of the, um, you know, the marketing yeah. pieces and all of the, the things that you want that you value. Like, I want to be able to pay with a credit card. I want to be able to do this. Yeah. I want to be able to do that. Like that yeah. d- Someone good that's st- put together and that will show up and not flaky. And Good stuff know. doesn't come cheap. No. You can have a couple different things. You can have good, fast, and cheap, but you can't have all three. You have to pick two of the three. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, and if it's not in your budget, like, don't get your color done. I mean, I don't, I, I have a, a stylist who I think Or go is to a beauty she school. Does, she does my hair, but there's times when I have to, I'm going to do my own hair. Or I'm going to take my extensions out or I'm going to save some money this month because I'm just going to let my hair grow. It's fine. Like if it's not within your budget, like don't get your hair done. It's just that simple to me. Um, yeah. And if you want a reputable person, you're going to pay for, you get what you pay for, mm-hmm. you know? I just so, think again, yeah, we, we've sort of beat this dead horse about everybody shaming everybody. So you've got like stylists. <laughs> 
shaming people yes. who want budget hair services. Client and you've shaming got too. Clients are like, you stylists. hairstylists need to get your heads out of your ass. Literally, I stitched a TikTok where this lady was like, you hairstylists need to get your head out of your asses. And I'm like, ma'am. Anyway, well, I would like to ask. There... I just wanted to read this one thing. Read there it. Was a lady, I, I screenshotted it. There was a lady that commented. She, Her name is Patsy Bodine. I don't know where she's from, but she said she's been in this business for 45 years. Patsy okay. Bodine. So pa- Patsy? Shout out, girl. We love you, Patsy. Yeah, because she and, and the Charlene's of this world, they were there in the beginning. And she says... The changes are remarkable of what we've done in elevating our profession. Like as a community, hairstylists have literally elevated their profession into being influencers and media people. And like, it's not just, it's just not just a haircut anymore. You are, you are marketing yourself in such a way as a brand authority person as somebody I'm telling you right now when I was in these things we've elevated when I was in the salon (laughs) sweeping hair I never I never heard anybody refer to themselves as a brand never no no and back in the day it was kind of like respect your elders right it was like you knew somebody who's in the industry for 20 years they could charge at a top tier Mm -hmm. you did not you did not come out of beauty school charging and and Again, we've said this before, like there are people that are just really good at Instagram and they grow their following and then they charge high prices and they don't have the experience in it. It is. It's really hard to know, I think, too, like what's right and what's wrong now. Right. Like it's Mm -hmm. just you have to make sure you're aligned in what you want and your professional is, you know, falling in those categories for you. So I didn't prep you for this, but I would like to know because shout out Patsy. She's right. Um, Yeah. What are your takeaways? Like, what are you going to tell a 24-year-old, okay, who is just starting out and is in a salon suite situation? If somebody moved into your spot today, what would you tell them? I think it would depend on how much experience they had under their belt. Um, But, you know, my, my best advice is, like, stay out of your own way. You know, I think... If you can stay teachable and stay educated, just because we get to the point in our careers where we can have like everything that we want, there has to be some humility and and like staying teachable in those moments and like knowing your resources. We say it all the time. We still need mentorship at this level in the in the game. We still need community. And so just because we think we're at the top of our game or the best of the best, like it doesn't mean that like things won't evolve and change. It doesn't mean you won't have to make decisions based on return on investment or whatever, like, and stepping in or out, knowing when to kind of fold them. So I think that would be my best advice is just kind of like staying out of your way. And um, I think the other part too is, you know, making sure that you're communicating and collaborating effectively with the people around you because you are, you're like your top five people you spend your days with. And if those people aren't, you know, growing their businesses or giving back to their community or like speaking with good purpose. Like I, I do feel like you start to kind of, what's the saying, you know, you hang out at the barbershop, you're going to get a haircut. <laughs> like, yes. That's a lovely, that's a PG version is. of the shit we usually say on the show. So yeah. Thank you so much. Well, I'm trying to be a little bit more buttoned nice. up here, but, Cute. but yeah, I think, you know, and then again, like I think back to my days getting out of beauty school and shout out to Kayla. She's um, an amazing friend of mine and, we were, you know, beauty school besties and 
she now works as an educator for an entire district for Ulta. She's fabulous. And behind the chair, she's so great. But, you know, we started out really struggling in beauty school and, and we even had gone to a hair show. That's a really great opportunity in education. Like you don't always have to learn by making mistakes behind the chair. You can go to these hair shows and, you know, find inspiration that way too, because we are artists and creative and we need that. Um, but yeah, and we, we met Tabitha there too. Remember? Oh my God. I was baptized by that lady. Yeah. Oh, Tabitha. If it, the OGs know. The OGs know. If you don't know who Tabitha Coffee is. And you know what, Whitney, this, I'll tell you what, I, I was talking to Pete about this. Um, I don't remember what we were discussing, but I basically said like, you know, in the business, she was sort of like, I was baptized by people, the likes of her and Kelly Cutrone, who, and it's obvious. Yes. And like how I operate in me as a person, like it's also my personality. Yeah. But I, I don't see Whitney, those call them icons. Yes. They were problematic. Yes. They pushed a hustle culture. Yes. They're Gen Xers. Pardon me. Yes. Mm-hmm. Gen Xers. Yes. Yeah. Um, so we have a different feel and I'm an Xennial cause I ride the line. I'm like the oldest, most decrepit millennial yeah. that there ever was. <laughs> Love you. So that's where we could, we were raised by boomers. You guys, you, you, I would say yeah. millennials and Gen Z, young millennials and Gen Z like do create an alliance with some older millennials because I think the intergenerational aspect of this industry to your point, Whitney, we've elevated, we've moved up, we've, we've elevated ourselves to such a high standard. And I see kids today so isolated from the good communities to your point, the people that, I mean, I listen, there was no coaching or hair education. Everybody on Instagram is teaching you how to balayage and how to make six figures as a hairdresser. That did not exist. And how to no. how to make six figures as a hairdresser working two shifts a week. That, that didn't exist before. Well, like, I'm, didn't not, have I'm not so sure it like exists that. now either. I think people are well, selling a dream. That's my opinion. Oh, shit. Here she goes. Here I go. <laughs> but I but I want to I want to land this plane because it's really important. So if I do believe that that intergenerational community is really important. I know they don't want to listen to the old heads. I know they don't. We stand to learn a thing or two from them about how they're marketing on a digital platform. They stand to learn a thing or two about the girls who went out into the club and handed out business cards. We had to walk up to strangers, kids, and say, oh yeah. here, I'm a hairdresser. Let me do your hair. So we have a setup. Yeah. We have chutzpah that I don't know that ki- I think kids are, are, they were just so isolated and they didn't have that community. I learned more on the cutting room floor of the salon that I was raised in mm-hmm. than I did anywhere else. And when you go from your schooling to a suite and you're so isolated and you have nothing but digital content, you're overwhelmed by competition you're overwhelmed by content and it, it can be really confusing and i i think whitney that's right find a mentor find some but li- you know share this podcast with somebody that might that might listen ask anybody you can find on the internet questions about what it used to be like and how we used to do it because there's yeah. so much we can all learn from each other just how we were all raised in this industry differently so kids need to find the community i think is important yeah well, and although like the Tabitha days and how she was really villainized, right, and and the salon world was villainized, I think that might also be a narrative that 
younger gals have not experienced but heard about. So like maybe they don't want to go into a salon that has multiple chairs and that's a commission based because they're worried about collaborative, you know, efforts, client stealing, messes, you know, disorganization, things like that. And so I can understand the fears around that, but there is something about being with people who are doing the same thing you are mm-hmm. and you can learn from your, your neighbor. And yeah, it's, it is the industries at a really weird spot right now because there's just, it's almost like two different worlds, you know, it, it just depends on like age and experience and where you're at. Well, so. I think that's true. I mean, I can tell you, I kind of was just thinking about this the other night, like, what has changed in the industry since I got here? And I haven't been here that long, but it, but yeah. where I hit the industry was like a really pivotal point. And I love to watch what the kids are doing. Cause I learn so much from them. I'm inspired by who they like. Too. I like, I, I, I want to keep up with like the, the pop culture because you know, <laughs> our clients are getting younger and younger. I have to, I'm like, Oh yeah, it's giving yes. whoever vibes, yeah. you know, <laughs> you have to be able to tell them. It's like, Oh yeah, mm-hmm. this is, What's what's um what's her name? Christina Ricci. Is that her oh, name? Oh yeah. Christina Ricci from Casper. Is that who who's her dad? Mm. Lionel Ricci's daughter. Yeah. That aesthetic. No, you're Nicole Ricci. Nicole Ricci. Christina Ricci's like <laughs> Who's Christina Ricci? Who's Dusty now? <laughs> right? <laughs> I don't Nicole know. I'm not Ritchie talking about Jose Canseco. Hot. Okay. Uh, <laughs> don't hate on my dusty ass baseball players. I love him. Is he okay. Actually, I was a Ken Kemenetti girl from the pods in like the 90s, but rest in peace. I was just thinking about all of the things that have changed just since I've been here and like the unisex salon sort of killed um, off barbershops. Remember that? Yes, and then like, like the, that, like Floyd's and things. Yeah. And yeah. like that resurgence has been amazing. So like there was this, mm-hmm. this effort to homogenize everything. And then we added the word days and day spa to everything. Cause we're like, oh, well, we'll do nails. <laughs> we'll do this. We'll do that. And it's like, no, well, yeah, because I think they, they felt, you <laughs> know, funny. kind of threatened. And I think it was difficult. Booth rentals morphed into suites where again, you were not in that collaborative environment. You're in your own little cubicle. It's cray cray. Um, owners and service providers still, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say that. I made notes, but I'm not going to say that. Hold on. Oh, mm. she's like, it's, it's too spicy. Yeah. It's too much. <laughs> it's too much. You're too much, Megan. I am. It's okay. Well, um, and also yeah. the internet and social media just wholesale changed the way that we promoted and educated and everything to your point it's like it's it's just all on instagram everything you ever wanted to know is on instagram and that can feel like drinking out of a garden hose sometimes well yeah because everybody's it's all conflicting information too because it's going to be based on like who taught you Mm -hmm. what color line you're using your clientele what their hair history is um you know again your your access to color right because covid i had that was crazy i couldn't get my toners that i needed during covid you had to kind of reformulate. So th- it just depends on what's going on in the world, too. Um, well, the yeah, tip it's... tax credit hasn't become law yet either. What? There's a, there, the tip tax credit because there's 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 a lot of um, legal loopholes that salon owners jump oh, through. Oh, like the Venmo thing. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and who would have thought that? Who who could have predicted that all of these products that we were selling to our clients, that, that they can get on Amazon. So like the diversion has been really like, that was a tough 
that was a tough thing. Can we for just the like let folks absorb. know, like you have to be really careful about yeah. that. Yeah. Like that stuff can be bacteria ridden or, or like switched out in half of its water. Like you like get it from reputable sources, guys. Like that. Don't do that. Even like TJ Maxx or Ross. Like there's a reason why like Mac like limited collections will end up there and things like that. Those skincare products. Like I get that it's cheaper, but it could be like a year old. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just don't know why it was discontinued or, you know, things like that. It's just not a good, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> and I, I, I know that a lot of people say too, like the, the commission salon life is dead and like no one wants to do that anymore. And I, I have to say like, I, I, I also hear hairdressers our age who were like, well, you know, the industry's just been like nuked, poisoned, stabbed in the back, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, <laughs> it has not. Oh my God. The, the industry hasn't been poisoned. Uh, it's just, it's not obsolete either. It's just changed. And I think from my experience as the, as the coordinator, as the manager of a very busy, very successful East coast salon, um, I think there is a certain amount of, of service that, um, we could stand to learn a thing or two from, from back in the day that Mm -hmm. if you are going to go into a a commission salon I think management and ownership is really 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 key I I also think it's a great place for people to start out I think before you head into your own suite I totally think you should be on a cutting floor with a bunch of other people I think you should be immerse yourself as much as possible know who you are hold true to your boundaries don't take shit from anyone and really understand how it works here and and talk to some industry veterans who've been around who can tell you like yes that's fair Yes, that's maybe something that I would consider um, thinking what, in about. Your opinion is like, what did you see for those gals that were working in a commission-based salon? Like, how did you like see their career security in that? Oh, tremendous, tremendous, and why? Well, I think booth rental is amazing for the right stylist. Suites are perfect for people. I'm not certainly saying that one is good or bad or any of that because that's just simply not true. There's a fit for everybody. I think it also depends on your personality. I know that the younger generation, again, they're so isolated. That sort of Mm -hmm. must feel overwhelming to just, I mean, we used to stand in the middle of the room and watch and everybody was watching us work. Guys, you know, Mm -hmm. like we we literally had to go, we talk about scary. This is why we're scary because we were traumatized. I'm not suggesting anybody be traumatized, but I will say commission salons have a um, commission salons have a structure and an incentive for your success. If you are renting a suite and you are, or you are renting a chair, whomever you are renting from does not have any investment whatsoever in your success as a stylist. As long as you keep to your agreement and pay your rent on time, they don't give a shit what you get up to. If you're working for commission, The hope is that your ownership and your management are going to be invested in your success and set you up for that. What does that mean? Offering lots of in-salon education should be, like, hugely important. Absolutely. Like, Like 100%. Hands down. And if they don't run. (laughs) Sorry. I said it. It is. But, and the reason for that is, in my opinion, if you are... In a commission salon, you are not, you are, you don't disappear. You can, it's not that you can't personally express yourself. It doesn't mean that you can't have a style. It doesn't mean that you can't have a specialty. 
But what it means is you are a really well-rounded stylist who enjoys many aspects of the business of cutting and coloring. You're in a place that's collaborative and you are really there to offer a experience of continuity to people. So if Megan goes on vacation and this little client needs to get in to get her highlights refreshed, she should know, or I would hope, that Whitney's right next to Megan. Whitney will take that guest while Megan's on vacation. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean that that client's not going to go right back on Megan's book. It, it And the client... I'll talk about client steal or client stealing in a minute because I don't for a second believe that that's even real. If you're worried about people stealing your clients, you got bigger problems because mm-hmm. your clients are not. Hot nobody take. can steal a client <laughs> from you. They can't. Yeah, they cannot. Yeah. They're going to be invested in your success. The experience that clients get coming to this salon. If if Whitney and I are both senior stylists, right, and we're charging the same price because we're educated in the same way, have the same experience, etc. That client should know that the continuity of experience with Whitney is the same as Megan. They're not the same person. It's not cookie cutter service. Whitney's got her little flair. Megan's got her little flair. But the client knows my color will be good. My experience will be great. My time will be respected. I'm going to walk out with hair that feels amazing. I'm going to enjoy the shit out of that shampoo that this gal gives me every time I come. The girls at the front desk make sure my next appointment's booked before I leave. I'm cared for here. No matter who services me, I'm cared for here. That you're not going to find anywhere else. Well, and do you think that I would say, let's say, whether you're newer or a seasoned stylist, like there's more support in that because you have more hands kind of helping, right? So you have a shampoo girl and or an assistant sweeping hair. You can do more volume sometimes. Oh, totally. It's an organization. It, it, it runs a bit like disruption of the experience. That's right. It runs a bit like a kitchen. When I ran it, it ran like a French brigade in a, in a kitchen. It was like front of the house, back of the house. If I look at that schedule and I see that it is, you know, 90 minutes into a color service, I better turn around and see that lady at the bowl. Because if there's still foil going on as a coordinator, I got to call the next client and be like, hey, girl, take your time coming in. Maybe get a coffee. I don't know. Um, (laughs) If I see that maybe Megan's falling behind and, oh, God, she should be toning and we're not toning. Great. Perfect. I'm going to offer this next client who's getting a, a, a shampoo for a haircut. What do you think to like, I don't know, a treatment today, like a conditioning treatment? Mm. Ooh, nice. You're like the orchestrator of all the things. Absolutely. As a yes. Do we we have coordinators that that listen to Gina? So. What's up, girl? Shout out! Shout to you out, guys. Gina. That is just it, that job in itself. Outside of Ooh. being on the floor doing that's a whole episode. Just, yeah, and I I can't imagine that you made a lot of friends, Megan, <laughs> in that role. You know what? I did though, because I'll tell you what. At the end of the day, um. They knew the stylist knew that I had their back. I was watching their book because let me tell you what, I don't want your client coming in here and having to sit and wait. So I'm going to be proactive. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say, hey, there's no issue. We're going to get you served today. She's running about 20 minutes behind schedule. Totally grab a snack. Totally grab a coffee. Or you're welcome to come in and relax. Bring your laptop. Whatever's clever. I just want to let you know she's going to be running behind. If I see that you need giving this buffer for people, it's just one hundred percent. If you haven't eaten all day, if you haven't eaten all day, I'm gonna absolutely. I'll get her. We'll do a ten minute conditioning treatment before her haircut. 
The client doesn't need to know that you haven't eaten and you're about to unhinge your jaw and shove that food down your throat. <laughs> but she's going to have, we're going to run about 10 minutes behind today, but she's going to have a conditioning treatment. You're going to get to eat your food. I'm going to check her out. Mm-hmm. Everything's going to be super happy. Coordinators, managers, if there's a client who has sat in your chair who, or if they're in the salon and they've been waiting... Don't give them a discount on the service. Offer them maybe a little retail product as a gift. Thank you so much for your patience. I'm sorry for your wait. Just to let you know, we acknowledge and appreciate your patience with us. Here's a gift on us mm-hmm. today. It's going to cost you $20 or whatever it is. Pick some, pick a low-priced item. Express your gratitude and your thanks for these people being patient with us. There are ways to create a, a such a busy, buzzing, um, exciting place to work where everyone feels supported and no one's burning out and no one's pissed off. It's possible, but it takes everyone's buy-in and it takes good leadership. If the leadership is trash, forget it. But it's like anywhere. Mm. Do you think that that's maybe what our industry is lacking now? A hundred percent. Because I think, I think the client experience is lost in the fucking sauce because there's too many voices in the hairdressing industry screaming about how clients don't want to pay and this and that and the other things like, Maybe that's all true, but I see a lot of hairdressers on socials who have a shitty little attitude about their their profession. I understand that you're trying to relay a message and that you that hot takes get that traction and grab. And for a do- yeah. if I had a dollar for every client who said, "Yeah, I stalked your Instagram," and you should, you should see my work and you should assess my attitude toward my work. And if you don't like my attitude, red flag. So I I do think that we've lost the capacity to care for the client as much as we think we have. And maybe that's not true, but that's what I see all day long. So again, it's like marketing. What are we marketing to? And like you're educating people. Are you or are you just bitching? I don't want to get back on that soapbox, but yes, I think it's all, I think we've lost the client care part. What do you think are some, I guess, like cons of working in a commission salon mm. versus uh going out on your own and having the freedom to like create your own schedule and your own book and all that well because we know the benefits obviously of a suite like it's it's ultimate freedom let me give there. you pros of a commission and then i'll give you pros of like going off on your own okay. pros of commission is going to be i and i hope this is true for you and if you're considering moving into a commission space there are some things that i would i would consider investigating you have some say over your schedule but ultimately, you have set hours and you're there to operate in those hours. The salon that I worked at for many years double booked everybody. So we had clients in processing time. I understand a lot of young stylists don't want to do that. I hear you. I understand. But I will also say that charging $700 every color service and deeming everything corrective so you can take two clients a day to make your $1,000. Yeah. Mm, don't know about that. So... You will have say over your schedule, but understand you're going to be booked in a certain way. And it's up to you to communicate with the team how your schedule runs. So that's one thing. You don't have to worry about so inventory. Communication is key. Absolutely. In a and and having salon. good coordinators yes. and good managers mm-hmm. is like, yeah. and, and good ownership. Again, good leadership is really key. If your leadership cares about you and they're invested in your success and they're invested in the success of the whole place, that's amazing. You don't have to worry about product. You don't have to worry about inventory. You don't have to worry about buying anything. Everything will be there for you. You might not like the color line. You might wish they had Shades EQ instead of whatever else they're using for toner. I understand you don't have that kind of freedom, but you also don't have to stress about ordering this and that and the other thing. Um, Education should be built in. 
you'll ha- you'll learn by osmosis just by being around these other folks and listening to these conversations and watching that lift go horribly wrong and watching a test strand melt someone's fucking hair off and like it's this just is like an organic thing that absolutely happens in that environment so yeah. and and I think creates a lot of innovation because people are being collaborative when you and I work a wedding together do we or do we not always learn something oh, every single every time. time every time I'm yeah. like wait how'd you do that what'd mm-hmm. you do you know yeah it's it's really amazing because we do I, I would I'm guilty of it getting stuck in a rut doing the same damn look on this you know same eyes no we need a little inspiration mm-hmm. inspiration know? yeah I um, also think that there is a buzz about it there is nothing more fun in my opinion and this is what I fell in love with the industry when that music's bumping and every chair is full <laughs> and everybody's just Aww. I mean cranking out good hair and yes people are walking yeah. out happy and it there's just like there's a buzz about it and everybody looks cute and everybody like everybody came everybody brought that energy you know like that can't be duplicated anywhere else ever yeah you will find that energy at hair shows so to whitney's point go to just a hair show just don't be a hair model okay uh <laughs> did he cut you with a razor girl yeah kayla and i were like yes totally it's i would never be a platform show. model love absolutely to be not. a hair model no. And we're talking in front of thousands of people. Mm-mm. He just shredded my hair and her hair. I, I'm pretty sure I, I was giving, it was giving Garth from Wayne's World. Okay. It was, she was and, layered. I mean, and you, you have, have coarse curly have hair. To, we should, ne- he should never razor cut you. <laughs> yeah. Platform artists I are going to. I just gonna... remember it being horrible. <laughs> Not a good thing. Um, so you'll have lots of resources. You'll, you'll be, hopefully you'll be supported and you won't be pigeonholed. You, you, there yeah. will be rules and regs, okay? That's all right. Because I think sometimes we need guardrails. Some of y'all need a little guardrail moment. Any business owner should have some, you know, the T's and C's of your yeah of your day. It just should, it should, there should be a little structure. So there's a lot of positive. Wrong. I would say the positive of going to the suite, obviously, is that you can really write your own schedule. If you, if you decide to change your schedule every week, you can do that. And you can use... Mm-hmm. Um, Gloss Genius, hi, please sponsor us. <laughs> or some fabulous <laughs> software. I love them. I love them. them so great. Yeah. When I helped, um, when I helped the girls back east set up their their two person studio, I was like, this is the one you have to get. So Gloss Genius is amazing. Well, and they're like kind of now moving into more of like they will have a desktop um, part now. They're not just going to be an app. It's it, they're growing. I think because of how our industry is changing sure. and the need. Yeah. So shout know, out to my salon uh, coordinators. Freelancers. Who were, shout out to my salon coordinators who are using Elite. Because <laughs> that was like the most antiquated. Is that like a CRM? It's like, yeah, it's a booking software, but it's like DOS. Oh, it's like OG. It's, it's old. Like DOS. <laughs> it's re- you guys Google DOS, Google Elite Software <laughs> Management, Google Elite Salon Software Management and just search images. You'll what? Like You'll when dial-up was a thing. No, we had we had we had regular internet. But, um, <laughs> oh man, that system was so antiquated yeah. I couldn't even update it. I couldn't even back up it. I couldn't back it up anymore. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> In a suite, you'll have a lot more freedom for your schedule, of course. You'll have lots of freedom for your product, of course. You'll be able to use Pravana, yeah. or you can finally get Shades EQ for all of your toning yeah. needs. Um, you can use Olaplex or whatever you want. You know, I mean, you can really go crazy, but I will caution you. Um, you will go crazy, okay? You'll be in the Cosmoprof or the Salon Centric spending seven, $800 on shit you don't need because you got Hi. excited. Because you got excited. Hi. 
So you don't like what color do I have that's going to go bad? Let me throw some pink in my hair this week. (laughs) So, but you don't have someone else managing that piece for you. And if your personal finances, if you've got credit card debt up to your titties and you can't stop buying clothes to look cute to go to work in and you don't know how these bills are going to get paid. But here you go to the salon suite or to the salon supply store dropping all this money like you've got to be careful. You guys have got to be careful. Watch your finances. I know shit's outrageously expensive. So that's almost a con. Mm -hmm. Yes, you can do what you want, but you have to be wise with your money. You have to learn. Well, and in my situation, I was, I've learned that in the past. And I think it's better to sometimes do it per, like if I'm going to customize a client, I have a really good consultation even before they're in my chair. And then at that point, I'm kind of, I know what I'm going to need around. Like, you know, it's sometimes you just want to have like the 5N on, on, you know, deck. Like, But if you're I in a commission it, salon, whatever walks in the door, that. you're you're ready. I got a whole dispensary right. back here full of product, ready to rock and roll. You're here for a keratin? Which one are we doing? Because I got everything I right. need. So there is right. there is value to that part. Now, of course, commission salon, you're making a percentage um, there's debate on how they work their chemical cost because deducting mm-hmm. chemical cost is actually not legal in most places. Mm-hmm. Salons mm-hmm. do it all the time. I'm not saying, yes. I, listen, I could come for salon owners and managers hard and I have, and I will, and I'll continue to do that forever. But, um, yeah. there are, there's benefits to all of it. But I also think that if I don't know that I would sacrifice a commission salon unless it was really the wrong fit. Mm-hmm. I, I think a salon suite wouldn't probably be for me too much because it's just really isolating. Like, it's just me and my client doing my thing. And it's also just a lot of responsibility, too. And, like, for me, I felt like I was running, well, three businesses because of our podcast is, you know, taking off and it's really good. But but essentially it was, like, two businesses. It was, like, the bridal and the Mm -hmm. uh, on-location makeup and travel. And then all of a sudden I'm behind the chair. It's a totally different business cost. It's a totally different expense report. It's... I mean, guys, it's and I did not keep up on that. So I got a basket of receipts like don't do that. OK, because now I'm in the weeds going <laughs> to the accountant who's probably going to eye roll, you know, uh-huh. like, what are we doing? Uh-huh. So I do like gloss because you can upload receipts. It's a great resource and it will print you expense reports. But you have to be on top of that and entering what you're spending like going back. I do not recommend doing this. It's too much work. I do it every year. So, I don't pay any attention to any of it every year. I'm, I'm not just, that on it. I'm a little bit of a I start out going, that. yes, I'm going to do this every week. And you just don't have the time. Yeah. So like do a quarterly set like a date and just mm-hmm. sit and do it. Like, yeah. So that, I would say the, I you have obviously sure. total control in a suite of the aesthetic of it. You can make it look like whatever you want. Again, you're going to blow oh, yeah. a lot of money there too on the really fancy wallpaper. <laughs> you're going to put in a really expensive this Let and that thing. You. You're going to you're going to want a neon sign. I was in there, you're like, going to want to paint it all brown or you're going to want it to be tan or you're, whatever you yeah. want to do. You're going to to create your vision is going to cost money. I'm not trying to crush your dreams. I'm just saying, no, make sure you, you need have a saw You got to go buy that before you start. <laughs> make sure that you've yes. got a nest egg. Make sure that you've budgeted for that. Like my startup cost to do this is X. I can afford that mm. because my return will be Y. I have supported clientele. Ba- like if you don't know how to do profit and loss statements, if you're behind. Now, this is for anybody, whether you're commission salon and you're mm. running it or whether it's person behind the chair. If you do not understand, if you can't project your income, you have no business doing it on your own. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. You need to be able to understand and what's coming in, what's okay. going out, and you have to prioritize your spending big time. Yeah. I, I think it's okay. Like in my situation, like I definitely had like a business credit card that 
got way out of control that I was like, oh. So like we we it's okay to like make the mistake and learn from it. Like learn from it and choose to operate in a different way next time. You know, like I do think at least with my time at Ulta, that was my leadership role overseeing like a big you know salon with commission stylists and in that situation they they really did benefit from having a payroll check cut every two weeks and solid listen solid income solid insurance if you are um, in a commission salon and you're sick yeah text the manager i'm out today your whole book will be rearranged for you literally that don't was even, my job don't even worry about it i was like, calling clients mm-hmm. as the gm like and having those stylists back, if they did need to take a vacation, we could plan. Mm-hmm. You can block it out. You're literally getting a vacation payout. Right. Like, so again, that's stuff that you don't have as a, in a studio. Um, and so there is a, a huge benefit to that, plus the educational piece. Like, Ulta's a great brand and a great place to start. They have literally have a role of somebody who works one day behind the chair and educates their staff. Literally, like, on extensions and color and finishing. everything. I was the finishing coach. Yes. Mm-hmm. And to your point, they do salon order every week. Those stylists don't have to like even worry nope. about back back bar cost, Mm-mm. foil, gloves, back bar developer, cost. Dude, shit literally right down the drain. Yes. And when you literally. open a salon and when you again, when you open a suite oh. and I listen, do you want to know how much I spent startup? I mean, people probably want to know. Do you want to know? Your books, <laughs> baby. You crack them open. That's your beeswax, honey. It, I mean, I'm telling you, it was well over six grand. Sure. That's just for I would, basic shit. I would expect so nothing like less. Shampoo bowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, like, so I, I guess my point is when you're leaving beauty school. And, and that's hardware. That is hardware. We're not that talking just, product. No. No. Right. That was like, I have an empty room. I need this drill. I need to cut a hole in the wall here. I need flooring. I need a bowl. Like, this is just to build the space. And, like, I'm so glad I did it. It was amazing. It was so exciting. You know what's but disturbing? Again, it's a lot of money. <laughs> this disturbed so. me. Um, oh, the moment that I received my license yeah. in the mail after passing state boards, I immediately received advertising for Solo Salon Suites. Those are taking over the world. And but they're like a million dollars to build. I I'm just going to tell you, like, <laughs> to the to the folks who were passing state boards and just getting started, mm-hmm. I would strongly urge you. I'm going to leave with this, Whitney, because I think I've beat this horse to death. If we'll sure. do, I think, another one on salon management and 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 maybe coordinators, because we do yeah, have those people ethics, listen. And I could and go. Ethics, I think, is a whole conversation we can have around mm-hmm. that. I could go on and on, but. I would just say if if you're in a position and you're brand, brand new and you've just gotten out of school, it's incredibly difficult for you to build a book, particularly in today's society where we're all a little bit isolated, as I mentioned, and we're not out in the clubs and we're not maybe doing all the social thing. I mean, you really do kind of have I mean, there is there is something to be said for kicking it old school and just really leaning into relationship building and really leaning into to 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 literally walking up to a stranger and be like, oh, my God, girl, your hair is so good. Let me do your hair, girl. Yeah. Like, that's what we literally did. I need my favorite. I need models. I need to be able to make content. And if you're an introverted young person who just got a license, I I feel for you and I urge you to get a mentor, 
apprentice with somebody, assist with someone, go into a commission salon for a little bit, build your book, get mm-hmm. your foundation solid. Precision cutting still a thing. I, I didn't learn that in hair school. Where are you going to learn your precision cutting? Where are you going to learn like super cool? Th- I'm not saying that like online education isn't where it's at, but there is something about somebody literally taking a scissor and comb out of your hand and saying, let me show you how to do this. Baby, there's young stylists that don't know Vidal Sassoon. And that, I think when I started to see that, yeah, <laughs> Megan just passed away. Oh, heavy on the die. Jeez. <laughs> Rest in peace, sir. But yeah, like Vidal Sassoon was scissor over comb. My whole cutting education was Sassoon Academy. And we didn't, I think we had three days of like wall texture shear. We, I didn't even get texture shears in my kit. Because you just did everything by hand and precision was the thing. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, there's something to be said around that. The OGs know, guys, I would just find somebody that you align with and connect with and like, God, ask people questions. (laughs) Ask them about their experience because, man, it was crazy. Like, we've swept the hair and we we did the things. Right. Also. Tabitha says. Tabitha says, if you don't know who she is, check out. Post those pictures of me meeting her. Yeah, we're going to post those on the. Yeah, we're going to post that. (laughs) Um. But I would also like she she was villainized. But I'll tell you, she did make people who were were not. She did make a good hairdressers and she did give people, I think, the esteem that they really needed, because a lot of people that she encountered, like, thought this was a joke, like whatever. Um, Yeah, I I have walked into uh, salon situations where I was sort of asked to help turn it around. Mm-hmm. I've consulted for salons where they're like, hey, we don't really know what we're doing. And I literally came in like, OK, I'm going to deliver some news that might be hard for you to hear as ownership. And like I've done I've done that. I've literally sat with business owners and said, this is out of whack. This is out of line. You need to change this, this and that. And they all assumed that I was going to bitch about their stylists and tell them that their stylists are trash. Oh, no. <laughs> Attitude oh, no. reflects leadership. <laughs> so um, hold the mirror up <laughs> yeah it's not it's not cute but like uh, again no. we all know Megan's super critical but I do believe that there are people who who are put here to be critical in a way that is helpful and constructive for other people someone's got to tell you if you're the drama boo-boo okay yeah. I want you to tell me if I'm the drama so yeah um well there's just something to be said like not all corporate is bad also no. I think that's no. like if we can leave with that like I think like not all corporations are bad in the grand scheme of things I know we talk a big I talk a lot of shit about, um, you know, consumerism, but, you know, we have to, what were we saying yesterday? We can't completely like escape the matrix. If we escape the matrix, what did you say? Who would we become? Oh, yes. If I, yes, this whole thing of like, yes, disconnect yourself from the matrix. I'm like, listen, if I disconnect from the matrix entirely, I'm going to be a tax evading cult leader. Okay. No, (laughs) I can't disconnect that far. I need to be grounded or I'm going to be some weird little guru talking about God only knows what. Okay. No. I'm be in my in my like bunker. I need to be in a matrix <laughs> so, of some yeah, shape or form. We have to play a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Because bit and... we can't really escape it totally. Whitney, I would love to know. Maybe this is something we should talk about next week. But what's interesting to me was like when the Ulta salon hit, and then retail sort of dovetailed into that because we were all like when Ulta started opening salons, we were all terrified that we were going to make our retail numbers. I was like, oh my god, Ulta can legally license to sell all of this stuff, and it's a big box store. Insane. Salons don't stand a chance with selling retail once Ulta hit the scene. So I would love to talk about like maybe a corporate segue and we can talk about Mm -hmm. Ulta and retail because my experience is very limited there. Oh, yeah. I got all the tea there. 
Also, <laughs> Sephora did some dumb shit. I'd like to discuss with you next week. Ew. Oh my girl, I have so much. To Can we get Manager Whitney? Paging Manager Whitney. Manager Whitney. <laughs> Come to the front desk. I'm here. Whitney, can you hear me? Whitney, do you have me on here? Whitney, Whitney, can you hear me? Remember that? Yeah, I do. I was on a radio at Ulta for... My salon had radios, dog. My salon had radios. We would sometimes overhear like Petco, you know, be like, "Uh, guys, do you know where like the cat food is on aisle nine? And we'd be like... Yeah, I think that Um, was Petco. Somebody made a piddle over here. Can we like get a mop maybe? Do the kittens need lipstick? Someone someone come to grooming. Okay. Let's talk about the next week, girl. All right. Yeah? Thanks for this chat. Okay, great. Whitney, (laughs) tell the people where they can find us. Oh, my gosh. You guys, you can find us at brighterdiepodcast and gmail.com. You can also find us on uh, Instagram and TikTok. Please, please hit us up in the DMs. Um, We would love if you need any, you know, support. If you have any stories or you need advice. That's what we're here for. Yes. Okay, love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Fabes, thanks for tuning in. To share your story, be featured on the pod, or for inquiries, hit us up at brighterdiepodcast at gmail.com and find us on Instagram at brighterdiepodcast. An image. I'm recording. I am too. Great. Love that. (laughs) Perfect. Excellent. Hi, Whitney.